Hello and welcome to this episode of Expert Edupath, the journey of success, brought to you by Expert Group of Institutions Alumni Association. Achievers are believers in commitment and dreams, but the great achievers believe in their own as well as others' good character too. Our guest today is one such person who has made compassion and kindness one of his greatest assets. I am pleased to welcome Dr. Kishan Bhagwat to this show. Welcome, Dr. Kishan, and a very good morning to you. Thank you, and a very good morning to uh, all. I of would you. like to take this opportunity to briefly introduce today's guest to our viewers. Uh, Dr. Kishan Bhagwat uh, is a consultant orthopedic and joint replacement surgeon at Bhagwat Hospital in Sagar, Karnataka. He had the dual achievement of securing the first rank in the class 12 board exam in the state, as well as the first rank in the Karnataka Common Entrance Test Medical in 2003. We are proud that Dr. Kishan was an alumnus of expert group of institutions during this time. He was awarded the best student during his MBBS for general proficiency, including character and conduct, academic performance, extracurricular activities and social services. While pursuing his MS Orthopedics at PGIMER Chandigarh, he was awarded the Silver Medal First Order for securing the highest marks in the MS Orthopedics exam. He has completed his MCH in Orthopedics from the University of Seychelles American Institute of Medicine. He has a vast surgical and research experience with several publications to his credit. Not just that, a multi-talented personality, he is a classically trained tabla player, a Yakshagana artist with over 50 stage performances and 5 TV programs to his credit, a certified Veda instructor and a very good orator. We are happy to have such a multifaceted personality with us today. I welcome you to this program, Dr. Kishan, once again. Thank you. Uh, before we begin this program, I would like to remind our viewers uh, to subscribe to our uh, channel and click on the notification bell to get regular updates uh, regarding this EduPath series where we interview achievers from various fields. Also, uh, you can send in your questions for today's guest, Dr. Kishan Bhagwat, live uh, through WhatsApp by texting your question along with your name uh, to the number that's displayed on your screen, that is 82964-90168. Now, I would like to begin this conversation by asking you, as a student in school, of course, you know, there's this question as a student, we are children, and there's a question that everybody asks is, what do you want to become when you grow up, right? So as a student in school, did you know what you wanted to become? And how did this thought of becoming a doctor come into your mind? Uh, very good question. Uh, for me, personally, the choice was uh, natural because I had see seen my parents as doctors. Both of my parents are doctors. And uh, uh, since my childhood, uh, I used to spend my evenings in the hospital so it was a natural choice for me and uh, it came by instinct that I want to become a doctor since a very early age in my life. And uh, I used to see the happiness in the, the faces of my father's patients and my mother's patients and the gratitude with which they would uh, go back from the hospital and the respect which my parents got in the society and uh, uh, the way uh, they were seen in the society all of them had a very uh, big impression on my young mind and uh, it was a very natural choice for me that I would uh, pursue a medicine in my future and uh, become a doctor uh, right. like my so, parents. Uh, of course, it's a natural choice, but uh, I don't know. Did you ever have this thought sometime that, uh, you know, maybe I can become something other than a doctor? Has that thought ever crossed your mind? I'm just curious. Uh, yes, of course, because a lot of a lot of uh, my uh, well wishers and my family members, uh, they used to uh, interact with me, and they would always suggest that you would do well if you go to uh, some uh, uh, UPSC or IAS, or you should do all those things. So the leadership skill in you, or 
uh, you can serve society better in that way uh, but uh, i was always set in uh, i would become a doctor uh, just because of the fact that uh, the happiness you get when you treat a patient and the, when you uh, give relief for somebody who is in pain so that that uh, weighed well above everything else so uh, that way uh, that was the only because uh, <clears throat> i know many instances where doctors uh, have been regarded at the status of god i would say the people who have been uh, treated and cured uh, there's always this uh, uh, gratitude and uh, uh, the the feeling of getting a new life is something that a patient can relate to uh, i think we should talk a little bit about your uh, pre university days uh, because you had a lot of achievements to your credit including uh, bagging the first rank in both Uh, the board exams, uh, the, the uh, class twelve or second PU board exams, as well as the first rank in CET medical, because of course today we have NEET, but back then uh, medical seats were allotted by CET. Uh, this is a unique achievement, uh, where you got first rank in both of these exams. My question is, what was your preparation like? Did you study with the goal of getting the first rank? or you just generally did a lot of hard work and this was just an incidental outcome of that hard work uh definitely i did not have first rank in my mind or uh, it was uh, definitely uh, not uh, i did not expect it at the beginning when i started my pu uh, studies so but but i have always believed in one thing that if you aim at the sun your arrow may not fly uh, uh, if if you aim at the sun your arrow will fly much higher than if aimed at a lower object and i i have always believed in one thing that you have to do smart work rather than hard work so always you have to work smarter rather than harder so uh, i uh, kept that in mind and i always used to put my 100% into whatever i do so uh, i involved myself in my studies uh, uh, from the beginning of uh, the first year puc and uh, i was very fortunate uh, to have good teachers uh, good guides and i did my uh, second pu uh, college education at uh, shri satyasai lok seva pu college alike and i will be a part of the expert uh, coaching classes in 2003 in between my first pu and second pu and between the board exam and the cet that actually the coaching uh, uh, actually helped me in in achieving uh, that extra edge uh, 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 over and above all the students right. because that uh, because uh, i would like to add here that for most of the students what uh, everybody studies the same uh, textbooks and everybody has the same number of hours in a day everybody has 24 hours right so what matters or what separates a good student extraordinary student from a regular or a normal student is how much you put into those hours which counts it is not how many hours you study so uh, the involvement from day one in your studies or in whatever you do is much more important uh, as a student that will definitely give you better results that's what i feel right. uh, so of course uh, uh, we've heard uh, a lot of people say this that smart work is uh, probably more effective than just hard work now uh, you, you you say this too but i want to understand what that means because uh, as a, as a student because most of our viewers are uh, our viewers are students in the 11th and 12th standards uh, does doing smart work mean that you shouldn't do hard work or is it uh, a, a balance of doing things smart but also putting in your full efforts and doing hard work i want to understand what this means smart work versus hard work yeah uh, definitely a smart work is very well uh, understood if you understand uh, uh, what are the things which go into smart work okay so the first and foremost thing is preparation there's a famous quote by abraham lincoln which says if i have 6 hours to chop down a tree i would spend 4 hours sharpening the axe so that means to say that if you have prepared your proper uh, study timetable your study place 
your path forward or how you have to cover the portions how you have to revise what are the timelines if you have the path ahead very well uh, planned in in uh, advance then you the 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 journey becomes very simple so that that is smart work rather than hard work just opening the book and start studying for hours and hours together will not give you results so that is one important thing and uh, the second important thing is after preparation is the amount of concentration that that that's what i mean by involvement so if you if you have concentrated 100% into your studies definitely that whatever you are reading that will get registered in your brain that you can recall whenever you want because that uh, uh, everybody is born with the same number of neurons in the brain neurons are functional units in nervous system as all of you know so it's the same number of neurons with which all of us are born so what intelligence is not a, a matter of how many neurons are there in the brain it's a matter of how many dendritic connections you make during your life so new things you learn you ha- you have to repeat you have to revise again and again so that that becomes a a, a part of you it becomes a path in the dendritic connections in the uh, nervous system so that whenever you want to recall something it automatically comes to you as and when you want it so that is meant by smart work so you make a path you revise again and again and you uh, you own the subject that's yeah. what uh, so, i mean uh, definitely i think the take home message from this is preparation and involvement uh, determination and dedication these are uh, key to Uh, success in whatever you do uh, now uh, talking about preparation okay. students preparing for neat today uh, medical aspirants that have a tendency to ignore mathematics since it is not a part of the uh, exam uh, because in neat they only test you for physics chemistry and biology and they ignore uh, mathematics is such an outlook towards mathematics justified for those entering the field of medicine or surgery uh, in in particular surgery especially uh is that ignorance of mathematics justified is my question uh definitely not uh, i would not suggest anybody who is preparing for neat to uh, totally ignore mathematics yes of course you have to put your uh, priority uh, priorities right like uh, you have to study your physics chemistry and biology well but definitely you are you have to be a complete person you have to be a complete student so if your mathematics is good you can do well in physics as well as in chemistry right. so uh, it's a natural thing so if, if your mathematics is good definitely that will help you uh, in analyzing things better as a doctor as a surgeon uh, in in various aspects of life of course so uh, definitely ignoring mathematics is not right so uh, gone are those days where people used to say that he is j- jack of all and master of none now days have come where you have to be a master of many jack of all and master of many right that is a wonderful uh, perspective uh, i think uh, students need to talk uh, need to think about being well rounded individuals uh, not talking about you besides your academics you have been active in several extracurricular activities right from your childhood during the introduction we played uh, a slide show with photos of you uh in ekshagana as a part of a drama i think you were playing ekalavya uh and uh, there was uh, 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 you are a musician as well so my question is this many students they stop uh getting involved in such extracurricular activities no matter how talented they are they kind of stop when they reach that stage of 10th standard or 12th standard how did you manage to get involved in all these activities and also to top in your academics because it's it's not just that you are average in your academics and you did some extra curricular activities but you were good at both of those how did you manage that balance between the two uh extra curricular activities have always been a part of my life since beginning so that was one uh, way uh, so i i've always uh, prioritized my timings time slots and during exams definitely i would take off from extracurricular activities but i would say because of all those activities i could excel in academics as well 
So, uh, because uh, now, again, talking as a doctor, WHO defines health as, as not merely an absence of a disease, but it is the physical, mental, emotional and spiritual well-being of a person. So, if you are good in all of them, then you are healthy. So, a healthy mind and a healthy body is, is very much required to excel in any, any field for that matter. So, uh, being good in extracurricular activities gives you a lot of relaxation, gives you a lot of mind control, gives you a lot of uh, uh, calmness and peace of mind. And it, it's an avenue for the mind to uh, uh, resort to when you are in stress. So, definitely extracurricular activities have to be a part of everybody's life and uh, they have to pursue whatever they love. It's not that uh, you have to pursue music and you you, you yeah. like that. It's just uh, uh, whatever you like, whatever you feel, whatever comes from your heart, or whatever you relate to, has to be a part of your life apart from academics. Because if you see most of the successful people in right now or maybe uh, in the yesterday years, all of them have excelled in many fields. It's not that uh, one faceted the personality the personality development is always it's an overall uh, uh, matter of the, the physical quotient the emotional quotient the spiritual quotient as well as the intellectual quotient so all of them put together makes a personality so if you want to achieve well in one field definitely you have to be good in another uh, now you said that it uh you know, your extracurricular activities actually helped you uh, overcome a lot of the stress of life. Uh, there's a related question that uh, there's a student from uh, Mysore called Purushottam uh, SM. Uh, he has asked, uh, how did you overcome negative thoughts? Uh, that's a great question because all of us are... Uh, we have the doubt, uh, self-doubting character. We have doubts about ourselves. So always you have to uh, have certain self-affirmations with you. That uh, uh, as soon as you get up in the morning, you should say, "I am a fabulous learner. I am, I am the best. I can achieve anything in life." So only if you are positive, if you start with plus plus, your day will be like that. So. Uh, uh, again, talking medically, the mind works with three levels. Some, there's something called as a thought, something called as a feeling, something called as a state of mind. Okay, the thoughts are voluntary. Uh, we think about something and it comes from the brain. And uh, we have something called as feelings. Feelings are involuntary. There are some, some good feelings, some bad feelings. So if we can control our feelings and if we can control our thoughts, and if we uh, uh, have control of our mind and implanting only positive thoughts into our mind, our mind works wonderfully well. It opens up to different things. And if you have negative feelings, it, it closes. Mind is just like a parachute. Parachute works only when it is open. So uh, definitely positive thinking goes a long way. That is done by uh, auto-suggestion. You have to suggest, you have to... Uh, prepare, uh, you just have to see a 100 meter runner before they uh, pre prepare for the run. They just put uh, pump in a lot of positive messages and uh, they, uh, they prepare for the run. So, so life is just like that. So every day you start on a run. So if your mind is positive, your results will be wonderful. So uh, that's, that's about a wonderful situation. Uh, now, talking about uh, negative and positive thoughts, uh, now, I have a question. Uh, all of us, I think it's part of human nature that we constantly live uh, with the fear of failure. Uh, and I think it is even more true for students who are used to the taste of success. Right? Somebody who is a topper may have this fear of failure that, oh, what if I do not perform as good as last time? Or, or what if people... Uh, who are expecting something out of me are disappointed. Uh, so, did you ever have a fear of failure or the fear of fear of uh, disappointing uh, people who expected something out of you? And how did you manage uh, such a fear if it was there? Uh, definitely, that fear is there amongst all the toppers or all all 
so uh, i i had uh, uh, my share of uh, that fear of failures in, in my student life but i would always say that uh, i would always uh, 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 myself that uh, in life marks only marks are not important remarks are more important in life so there's a famous uh, uh, quotation which says like remarks are more important than marks so i would be more happy if somebody tells me that kishan is a good boy dr kishan bagwat is a good doctor rather than uh, saying that he is the most intelligent doctor or he is the most he was the most intelligent student who backed the first rank so i would always say that uh, it's okay to fail but i should not stop trying and i i know the uh, drill to succeed in life because i have succeeded at different levels in life different levels as a student in life uh, so i used i i always uh, uh, calmed myself saying that that definitely there's a next time and there's nothing to lose by uh, uh, that small failure in life life is long and you have uh, different uh, obstacles different exams different uh, uh, questions coming at you at different right. modes <laughs> no as you said uh, you have you know the drill to uh, you know on how to succeed in life so coming to uh, after your pre university you came to your medical career and you continued this trend of topping uh, during both your mbbs as well as your ms how do you do this do you have like some secret uh, technique behind uh, <laughs> topping in exams <laughs> uh again it's it's not like i, I did not uh, want to top or anything like that i always uh, studied and uh, uh, i spent my time as a, a student in in, in all uh, different activities what every student do Thus, like uh, for example i went to movies i went to different uh, uh, excursions or whatever as a student whatever everybody does i was just like a, a, any other normal student so it's not that top it's not like that so that is one thing uh, out of the way so another thing is uh, uh, again uh, it boils down to the same thing if you involve in anything you would definitely uh, excel in that particular uh, subject so is just the way you uh, see things and the way you approach any particular exam or any particular uh, phase of life so if you want to be good and uh, things will pan out uh, like that so i always have one thing in my mind right things happen for right people at right time correct the only punch here is you have to be right so if you are right definitely this will take you uh, to the right places so i uh, during my mbbs uh, days i had a very good friend circle the the same uh, 16 students from uh, alike satisai lok sevu college and uh, as well as my friends at expert all of them uh, came uh, became my uh, uh, batchmates at mysore medical college in the year 2003 so uh, we, we we had a very good company and uh, uh, in good company you can uh, achieve wonderful things so that was one very good thing so as a student going off uh, uh, passing out from second pu most students don't excel in their life uh, the main reason is uh, bad company so all and if you are in good friend circle definitely uh, you uh, have good thoughts and you will go into uh, that uh, positive cycle and uh, you will excel in life so uh, people say tell me your company i will tell you who you are so uh, making good friends is very important after you pass out from uh, pu because still pu you are protected protected environment uh, in expert or in any uh, good institution so after that the uh, test of character comes so uh, always education is should be over education is always for the uh, all round development of a student it's it's education is not money making it is man making that is the basic uh, thing so we should as as students we should think in that way and we should uh, uh, prepare and plan our, and spend our time so that we have to be good human beings first later on 
come to the marks and uh, the I think it's very important to put in your best efforts uh, and uh, utilize your potential to the best because if you put in your efforts then the results of that effort will come automatically as Krishna as said in the Bhagavad Gita. Uh, now uh, I think there's a follow-up question regarding smart work that we spoke about. There's a student called Rohan from Bangalore uh, who's asking uh, was being very focused in the class a part of your smart work and were you excelling in studies throughout before you could get into uh, for, uh, you know the second PU? That is, you got first rank in second PU, but also continuously throughout your school or PU days, were you excelling in your uh, studies? And uh, was it uh, did the training at expert make some difference? Is the question that Rohan asks. So it's a multi-part uh, question. Definitely, I, would say. I was. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. The first part, uh, definitely, I was. Uh, uh, I used to be focused at uh, during the classes and in the classrooms. So uh, that way, I I was hundred percent involved in in whatever was being taught. Uh, so that was uh, very much there. And uh, uh, the second second part, definitely, expert uh, coaching classes definitely helped me. Uh, because it gave me the wider perspective of the competition around. So, because in your PU colleges, you know you are competing with uh, a set or 80 people, maybe 100, 120 people with you. So, if uh, when I came to expert, I understood the gravity of the competition around. So, a lot of people, uh, toppers from various colleges, coming and taking coaching at expert, and uh, excellent teachers who were used actually uh, the textbook authors during that time. Uh, most textbook authors used to come as teachers for us at Expert. So all of them actually uh, were a great source of inspiration. And uh, that actually the coaching part actually gave the extra edge. So during uh, in between the first PU and second PU. So when most of the portions of the second PU were covered more on the uh, uh, the MCQ uh, type of questions during the second year so that it it helps the CET and then the whole second year was just a uh, revi revision uh, kind of a thing after the whole uh, portions were already done with during our coaching at expert so that way definitely uh, expert made a huge difference and uh, I still remember uh, our uh, dear Narendra is telling in, in the class that uh, if you believe in yourself that uh, you, you want first rank and you, you will get first rank. So in, in, the, in one of the classes he, had told, he, had, he was giving notes. So he had told that Kishan will get first rank in CET. So he made everybody write that. So I still remember that that got into my mind and every every day uh, I used to think that oh, Narendra Naik sir thinks that I can get first rank. So then, very well, I I try for that. So, so in in multiple ways, it 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 was a uh, very well. We do well in studies, but we need that extra push to be among the top. So you were talking about uh, your life at expert uh, now there's a question so uh, just for continuity there's a question that uh, has come from a viewer called uh, uh, mahantesh gauda uh, he asks okay. so during your first few holidays that is after your first few during the vacation you were in the expert vacation batch um, but most people would like to support uh, would spend time with their family uh, but you came from your college to a coaching institution and you spent uh, your vacation there. Uh, were you forced by your parents uh, is the question. And uh, because you were young at that time, uh, did you not feel lost away from home? Uh, definitely not. It's a, uh, it's a natural question to come to a lot of minds. But uh, it was very... Uh, 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 natural for me because uh, second PUC is the main uh, uh, exam where you plan your future. So it all depends on how you perform at your uh, 12th. Plus 1 and plus 2 are the 
so to say the turning point of life so if you do well during your uh, uh, poc days definitely uh, your uh, future life would be good so things are at stake during your second pu so only sacrificeation does not uh, make a, a big difference in in the overall life so uh, definitely it gives an extra edge so i was committed to my studies and committed as a student so i never felt like uh, uh, i did a wrong decision in going for coaching instead of uh, uh, or rather uh, like sacrificing my uh, vacation so during your first first year and second year see study should be your priority and you should do everything uh, for whatever it takes to excel or do well in your 12th exam right uh, now coming to your uh, profession what made you choose orthopedic surgery as a specialization was this choice or chance uh it was both actually so so medical medicine and uh, i uh, uh, was very fortunate to get my post graduation at pgi chandigarh that's the post graduate institute of medical education and research one of the premier institutes for post graduate studies in uh, uh, medical sciences at chandigarh uh, in it's an all india entrance exam so i got 15th rank uh doing md general medicine or internal medicine was my first option so at 14 i i had got india at that particular level so uh, 14th was the cut off for medicine so second option was orthopedics uh so naturally uh, was like everybody and it was already in in my mind that it's a rank for which i have to uh, go ahead and take my seat so even though it was second option looking back at my life now because i did that decision in 2009 so 11 12 years into orthopedics no regret whatsoever because uh, uh, as an orthopedic surgeon you can really touch a lot of uh, when you actually make somebody who is like 30 35 year old person who has broken his uh, thigh bone or uh, any other fracture Uh, the sole breadwinner of the family if you make him walk and if you make him uh, do a lot of things definitely you are giving him a second life so uh, so i always uh, uh, talk to my friend and uh, i always uh, tell them that i actually do more service because they are actually saving people who are 60 65 70 years old and doing a bypass surgery and they are maybe adding 5 years 10 years to the uh, old man's life so but actually as an orthopedic surgeon you can touch lives uh, starting from a kid to an old person who can't walk and do a replacement and make him uh, make his or her life better so right. that way definitely no regrets at orthopedics and i am loving it right right i think it's very important that you love what you do and uh, uh, be dedicated to your profession uh, there's a viewer from bangalore uh, her name is veena Uh, she has asked a question she says my question is related to orthopedics so what might be the possible reasons for a person aged 35 uh, plus to get joint pain and if it is due to low vitamin d level what are the possible side effects and precautions this is a question so medical related question for you okay okay very nice a uh, young person getting joint pain there can be n number of reasons okay so uh, if i have to list out it can be uh, a simple uh, growth pain in a teenage person and it can be related to an uh, inflammatory like rheumatoid arthritis or any other uh, uh, inflammatory arthritis rheumatological problem or it can just be a small rubbing uh, or which can suggest an early condition of the joint so uh, there are a lot of reasons there is no need to panic as such so if you get evaluated and if you if you go to surgeon proper doctor then they will evaluate what are the causes what could be the causes in your uh, condition after they take the proper history from you then uh, uh, they will sort it out that is one thing and vitamin d is uh, uh, definitely a very important contributory factor for joint pain it it actually vitamin d deficiency causes uh, aches and pains all it will not mostly it will it won't be related to a particular joint 
and uh, around 70 to 75% of the whole population is vitamin D deficient. So uh, I always tell my patients to take vitamin D supplement to get tested for vitamin D. So uh, vitamin D uh, uh, blood test costs more than its treatment. So it's always better to get one course of uh, vitamin D dosage, which is simple tablets like once a week for two months and then uh, follow up if required. So and definitely going for a morning walk in sunshine and uh, getting some early morning sunshine that is good for uh, vitamin D synthesis and uh, having good fresh leafy vegetables and fresh fruits they also have vitamin D in them. Uh, now my next question is has evolving technologies uh, changed the way surgery is done today and for to become a successful surgeon in the future uh, will the skills needed change? Uh, that is definitely true because uh, talking in my pro uh, profession, what orthopedic surgeons used to be 30 or 40 years uh, ago is uh, nothing compared to what we are today. Uh, there is a lot of uh, technological development happening right from uh, operation theatres, getting very good operation theatres and getting uh, very good implants. Uh, in orthopedics. There's a lot of uh, development in metallurgy. We are getting uh, long-lasting biocompatible implants to be put into the uh, bones to be fixed, which uh, actually don't cause any problems or any reactions with the body. And then we have uh, uh, technological uh, developments in uh, uh, surgical technique as such. So uh, it's an evolving subject. Good doctor, a good surgeon, you have to keep learning all throughout your life. So you have to update your skills. There's a lot of things, uh, a lot of image guided now. There's a there's something called as surgery, uh, uh, which is coming. A robot guided surgery. It's a hand which the surgeon has to hold and it will it, cut to precision. So it's much safer. So all said and done, definitely it's the surgeon who is working there. So his training, his uh, expertise, his levels of uh, uh, improve, uh, uh, willing to improve is definitely uh, required as a surgeon. Willing to is more important than uh, uh, doctors nowadays. Yeah, correct, correct. Uh, definitely, it's uh, important to learn continuously and keep upgrading oneself to stay relevant in any field. I think, uh, especially in uh, life-saving fields like medicine or surgery. Uh, now, a uh, lot of questions coming in from students uh, regarding a life at expert. Uh, I think a lot of students are fascinated by that because uh, uh, there's one question from Sakshi, uh, who is an expert student in, uh, from second PU. Uh, she says, uh, hello, big brother, and in brackets she has written, as you are a student of expert, you are a big brother. Uh, how was your life at expert? Did you not feel overloaded with classes is the uh, gist of her question. <laughs> that's uh, uh, that's always there. Uh, it's a part of the second PU curriculum, which I believe, because to uh, uh, only if you have time to re revise again and again, because if uh, for you to be well prepared during your exams, you have to repeat again and again, repeat uh, uh, things in your mind. You have to revise again and again. So during our expert days, whatever we were taught in the class. We had to write the whole thing and submit as an assignment the next morning. So uh, our classes used to start at seven, two months, which I stayed at expert, used to start at seven in the morning. So seven to nine, two hour classes, seven to nine would be chemistry, nine to 11 would be mathematics, 11 to one would be physics, again, two to four would be biology. And you would be uh, amazed if I say that nine to 11, Narendra Naik sir, used to come as a <laughs> physics uh, 11 o'clock used to go back go outside the class and again come back at 11 1 and, and uh, continue teach, uh, teaching us mathematics and he used to say that it, it was my elder brother who was teaching <laughs> physics uh, so we we, we we really cherish those days and uh, uh, if you, you you are loving what you are studying and if you know that uh, this is the most important thing which you have to do it doesn't feel like it's a burden. So a uh, lot of people feel that it's a burden to uh, attend to uh, classes. 
but uh, uh, it's a it, it's it's a thing which is actually required and uh, uh, it, it depends on how you take it rather than what is being put on you okay right uh, there's one question uh, from a student uh, anusha hallimane from belgaum um, the high there is a high cost of time and money involved in medical education both time and money is it possible to at least earn back the money if you can't earn back the time at least can you earn back the money spent on medical education is the question uh it, it is uh, definitely uh, but if you you are actually good at your studies and if you achieve good merit seats and a good rank in your neat definitely uh, it is not a big thing because uh, when i got first rank and i i took my mbbs seat at mysore medical college the fees was at that particular time for the first year it was 16000 rupees and subsequent years it was 12 so the whole uh, the, the total money i i spent on my mbbs studies was something like around 6 to 70000 rupees i earned back during my internship because our stipend used to be uh, 6 6 6 or 7000 rupees so uh, even during my internship i earned back all that money and uh, i got a seat in uh, pgi chandigarh and and uh, the whole one year fees was only 4000 rupees uh, in pgi chandigarh and the stipend was 50000 rupees per month so it uh, uh, the, the money was never a question in my uh, academic career because uh, uh, i could get merit seats all through definitely if you are good it is not a, a big thing and now nowadays there are a lot of uh, uh, new medical colleges and new uh, colleges which are opening up with the increasing number of seats the total cost on education or uh, especially on a medical seat usually comes uh, that's my answer to it correct and then it's about demand and supply as well uh, because when the number of uh, seats go up definitely the per student cost will come down uh, now coming to a slightly yes. lighter perspective of your life uh, from your photos it seemed like you have an incredible passion for cricket uh, where did this uh, because you have met quite a few cricketers and i think you have attended a lot of matches in person as well so where did this uh, interest for cricket come from yes Uh, that was actually uh, during my days at chandigarh pgi chandigarh uh, every world cup uh, icc world cup happens once in a year the 2011 world cup was at uh, was in india india won the world cup everybody knows that so uh, i was in chandigarh the between the second semi final and the final there is a uh, international conference on cricket injuries it happens every 4 years so so that uh, particular cricket con- department of orthopedics mm-hmm. in uh, pgi chandigarh mm-hmm. so my boss there uh, dr uh, professor mandeep dhillon he was the managing person and we all worked for the uh, conference so uh, every day we were uh, uh, during the conference and before during the preparation we were actually meeting a uh, lot of commentators and cricketers and during my stay at chandigarh we uh, because uh, our boss was uh, one of the directors at the punjab cricket association we used to get uh, uh, tickets to the matches there at mohali so uh, personally we have uh, some of them and uh, i attended a lot of ipl and uh, as well right yeah, it's it's always good to have some uh, sort of a passion to relieve your uh, stress Uh, you also enjoy traveling quite a bit from what i have gathered from your photos uh, how do you find this delicate work life balance that everybody talks about uh, because i feel a lot of people stop enjoying their life due to the stress of work and especially with the doctors uh, and surgeons working in emergency and trauma based uh, 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 streams of medicine uh, i think that work life balance is a very delicate uh, Uh, thing so how do you manage that uh it is like uh, if you love your work you will be balanced so uh, it is like like once from your work if you have loved the whole day or if you have uh, worked the whole day with a lot of passion so you will be relaxed and you will go to your family members 
so if you love your family and if there there is a good relation with your family members definitely you will be able to work with a lot of peace of place so uh, it's a definitely a balance but you have to manage both of them so you have to take care of your family as well your wife your kids your parents so if there is a good working relation with all of them as well as your uh, work workplace your colleagues your subordinate and your team definitely you will love whether you are in office you are in work you are at home so definitely you, are, you will enjoy your time so it's all about how you uh, you make others feel and how you you yourself are feeling at your work or maybe it's all about the perspective and the attitude to life which matters that's what i think right and uh, what have been the constant uh, motivating factors in your life because when you feel low or unsure of what to do next what kept you going uh, definitely my parents have been a very big support in my life all throughout they had they have in myself they had more belief in me so my parents have always been an inspiration so whenever i was in glow or uh, whenever i had problems i i used to discuss it with them and uh, they have always uh, been assuring reassuring to me uh, so that is one uh, one aspect and now after my marriage my wife, uh, lady like she is an anesthesiologist so she is in my uh, so uh, that way uh, it helps a lot and uh, definitely now i have two children so when i go back home i play with them so i can spend some nice time with them so all these things have kept me going and uh, uh, there are they are really very good stress busters uh, so way that motivation is always there and i am active uh, member of the satyasai seva organizations so uh, being part of alike satyasai lok seva pu college i continued my association with the satyasai seva organizations in my medical college days as well as after that so i am an active part of the youth wing and uh, i i this uh, so i go we go to villages we go to we uh, conduct free medical camps we go to schools uh, village schools government schools small children patient we uh, we teach them value based games small songs we make them dance so, so there's a lot of uh, things which can be done apart from your professional life as uh, as well as a student education as well so uh, uh, spending life in all these avenues actually uh, helps you become a perfect or a, a, so to say right uh, definitely i think that uh, the spirit of giving Uh, and uh, serving the people that's very important uh, now you've been closely associated with uh, spirituality be it your devotion to satyasai baba or today uh, i read in your profile that you're a veda instructor as well uh, so how do you reconcile this with a scientific profession like surgery because most people would think that they are probably incompatible with each other uh, there's a saying which says uh, Uh, philosophy starts where physics ends and spirituality starts where uh, which which is which is not uh, 100% true which i believe but definitely the the, the vedic way of life vedic process of uh, the thought process def- gives you a lot of strength as a person because that teaches you to uh, uh, to ask who you are that self inquiry is very much important in life so he says i want peace so uh, if you remove that i go the the want the desire definitely you have peace with you particular uh, 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 the process of and feeling that i have achieved first rank i am doing all this, this I, that is all because of me that is not uh, uh, the way of life that actually brings you temporarily you may be good but Uh, in the long run you will not succeed so that uh, selflessness to teach selflessness and to ask uh, uh, about yourself that self inquiry is only through spirituality so that spirituality aspect uh, has always uh, 
wonders uh, in life because mahatma gandhi uh, was a great person because of his spiritual uh, basis so he always used to uh, remember the 18 shlokas from the second adhyaya of bhagavad gita about who is a stita pradha who is a person who with equanimity uh, uh, with equanimity or whenever there is success whenever there is failure you should not waver from your your uh, thought process or state of mind so the, those things actually teach you a lot in how you deal with life so uh, that that in that way that has helped me and definitely all these vedic mantra gayatri maybe it may be the gayatri mantra it may be the rudra chamaka it may be the purusha sukta or daily prayers which we say so they are all very potent mantras and uh, if you utter in the right uh, perfection so suppose say i want to call uh, mr ankush naik so if i have, can contact him by dialing his number so if i dial his number in the proper way only then would i get uh, mr ankush naik so in the same way if i want to connect to god it is a means to connecting to god if i uh, say the prayer with proper devotion with proper uh, uh, state of mind in the proper intonation with the with the proper mantras definitely mind is actually in in tune with the higher uh, spirit so that way uh, vedic uh, mantras help you in 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 life a lot very very uh, inspiring uh, there is a, a viewer called daksha from bangalore who uh, has a question Uh, so your doctors were uh, your parents were doctors and uh, they had their setup and it was uh, probably not difficult for you to settle into the profession but how does one establish uh, oneself in the medical profession when you are a first generation doctor in the family how to get patients and why will people come to a fresher doctor okay uh, to make things clear i uh, immediately after finishing my uh, post graduation and my further studies i did not settle with my parents so i worked for 6 and 1/2 years at shimoga in a multi specialty hospital called uh, nanjappa super specialty hospital so i did not start straight away start practice with my parents here i have just moved to my parents place in our own setup uh, since last 3 months so uh, in that way Uh, i was also uh, practicing in a new place so it all depends on what specialty you are doing because by the time all of you come out as specialists definitely most of the sub specialties of uh, medicine Correct. would be saturated in places like bangalore mangalore and uh, places like that so if you want to survive in such metropolitan cities definitely super specialization is the way uh, in coming uh, days so if you are a super specialist who is actually dealing with one particular disease which uh, may not be uh, other people are uh, uh, specialized in then people will come to you so suppose you are just are very few rheumatologists in mangalore or bangalore so definitely people with rheumatological problems will come searching for you if you are a pediatric cardiologist heart of pediatrician who sees only cardiology patients definitely there's a lot of scope so for such super specialization in metropolitan cities and in uh, tier 2 and tier 3 cities definitely going with general specializations is very much uh, uh, better than going for a super specialization so i am i have settled right now in a taluk place and i find it uh, uh, i i am really amazed and surprised at the amount of patients i am getting since last three months because there's a lot of need among uh, tier 3 cities people in actually want to go to cities for every small thing so if you are actually doing uh, good work if you are good at your subject and if you are ethical definitely people will come to you i think and, uh, and talking of uh, rheumatologists i think i would like to mention to our viewers here uh, very few rheumatologists dr okay. sajan shanai uh, was also an yeah. alumnus of expert and uh, he also got the yeah, first yeah. rank in uh, ct during his time and uh, he is uh, you know uh, he's in mangalore yes, as a rheumatologist and uh, i think we are proud of all our uh, alumni who have uh, reached a lot of different uh, places uh, now i have uh, we are almost out of time but i have just a couple more questions uh, to ask you uh, now as a surgeon you would probably have to 
disconnect from your emotions while operating on someone to do your job effectively, especially in trauma cases. But compassion and kindness are values that have been strongly associated with medical professionals. Now, how do you balance this and bring the human touch into your job without affecting your skill and profession? Uh, actually, uh, this is a problem or a, a situation which we come across every day as a surgeon. So, it actually uh, depends on the training which you have got. Because we have seen people, surgery is an art actually, which can be learned from your teachers. Uh, so, we have seen our seniors, very good mentors, uh, operate on their own very uh, uh, equanimous mind. So, so it is uh, at that particular moment, he is my patient. And when I am operating, that should be uh, the only operation he should get in his life. So for him, that uh, for the patient, for me, that may be the sixth or the seventh or the second or the third operation in the day. So... But I should have a, 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 my involvements in such a way that I am 100% involved and I am doing uh, justice to that particular patient. Uh, so that all depends on your state of mind as well. So only knowing won't matter. Definitely the compassion aspect of it and your state of mind when you are operating. Suppose if you are angry, if you are shouting at your uh, OT staff or if you are thinking about something else, then you may not do a good job at that particular moment. So you should know different parts of your uh, uh, mind on and off. So in, in different phases, so that you become uh, that particular uh, person at that particular time. Uh, before we uh, end this uh, session today, I would like to ask you one last question. What advice would you want to give students who want to pursue a career in medicine and are facing competitive exams soon? Uh, my advice to all of them who are actually preparing for uh, uh, medical entrance is uh, definitely there is a lot of opportunity, lot of uh, uh, avenues in life as a doctor in which you can serve the patients. But you have to be very patient and uh, uh, ready to uh, work hard for a long period of time. Uh, medical profession is not a place where you uh, immediately after your MBBS, you, you get placed at a very uh, high level, even if you are good. So you have to be ready to uh, go the long run. It's like a marathon. It's not a 100 meter race. So uh, we always used to, always uh, uh, during our second PUC, we, we used to uh, compare the medical profession to a coconut. It stays for long duration and it gives fruit for a long duration of time. And we used to, just kidding, we used to always compare our engineering friends to a banana tree. It's, it's like immediately it starts uh, giving fruits and uh, by 35, 40, they are exhausted and they want to switch off from their life, so which, which, which we see nowadays also. also. So, uh, medical profession is one where uh, to get settled, it will take time and a lot of hard work uh, is required. You have to spend hours and hours with your books, but definitely uh, at the end of the tunnel, there is light. And uh, if you are focused and if you are, uh, uh, if you have that in you to pursue, to become a doctor, definitely go ahead and do it. It's not for the faint-hearted, like just who, who who get disappointed at one failure and they want uh, easy ways out and uh, success very fast in their life. Definitely not. Uh, this was such an inspiring conversation today. Uh, I think I would like to say here that uh, the English uh, biologist and uh, anatomist uh, Thomas Huxley said, uh, "Try to learn something about everything and everything about something." I think you are a living example of this, a successful surgeon, a well-rounded, multifaceted, multi-talented and a kind human being. Uh, thank you so much for being our guest today. We are proud to have alumni like you who strengthen the institution beyond its physical presence. Thank you so much for being our guest on Edge of Path.
thank you uh, thank dear you dear viewers in the next episode we will take a plunge into the technologies that will change our future our guest will be mr madhu hasadurga global director of data science robotics and blockchain at schneider electric until then wish you all a great week and goodbye thank you